Welcome to the Ignite Church Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. We pray that this message will bring you hope and ignite your faith. Now lean in and enjoy the message. Welcome back, church. We're so excited that you joined us this morning. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we are in our second session of Mountain Over Valleys. And I really like that last song that we sang because it goes very well with what we're going to be talking today. I've titled the message today, Mountain Cliffs, Caves, and Strongholds. So last week we started the series on Mountain Over Valleys. And our first session was about the importance of God's presence and how God meets us on the mountain. Whatever mountain you're on, God meets you on that mountain. We spoke about Moses and how God had called Moses to be the deliverer of Israel from Egypt. And he told Moses, said, God, God, who should I tell him send me? And he said, the I am. The I am sends you. He signed it off. He said, not only does my presence go with you, but I signed off the assignment with my name, the I am. So before we jump into scripture, I want to ask you a question for a minute. What are you running from? What are you running from? In life, everyone's running from something. You're either running from your past, you're running from your mistakes, you're running from your current circumstances, you're running from your future because you're afraid of what's ahead. So what are you running from? Others are running today this morning from their worries of tomorrow, what tomorrow has to offer. And probably you landed on your phone, this word, you probably landed on your tablet, wherever you're watching here in this room, right? And you're like, you're asking yourself, well, what am I really running from? What am I running from this morning? So I have one more other question. Who are you running from? Who are you running to? And where are you running from? Mm. We're gonna discover that today. And how God meets us not only on the mountain, but God also meets us in the mountain cliffs, in the strongholds, and even in the caves. Judges chapter six. Verses 1 through 12, verses 1 and 2, we find a story about Israel. It's very, very kind of similar to the story we spoke about last week. And interestingly, it's also about mountains. And you'll see how God visits his people. He never forsakes his people. Sometimes we think that in the hardest times of life, God is absent. God is forsaken. God has just left us. No, God is there. He's just waiting for us to call upon his name. In Judges chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, it says, The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelter for themselves in mountain cliffs, caves, and strongholds. So Israel did it again, right? Last week, we spoke about Israel being slaved by Egypt for so many years. God raises up a deliverer. His name is Moses. Moses leads the people out of Egypt, right? God meets Moses on the mountain, and they will return to that mountain to worship God. But now Israel did evil in the eyes of the Lord again. Israel messes up. Does that sound familiar? You know, God gives us a victory. We praise him. We come and worship him. And two days later, we mess up again. We forget about him. We do evil in the eyes of the Lord and we fall right back into the same trap that God has brought us out from the beginning. So Israel's now enslaved. Israel's now again oppressed by now a different enemy, the Midians. The Midians were huge. There was large armies and Israel was afraid of what was to come to them. So let me pause there for a moment. Let me ask you a question. Are you tired of running? Mm. Are you tired of hiding from your enemy? Are you tired? 
Because here is Israel. They've been in the desert. They've seen the milk and honey that God provided. They've seen the provision of God. They saw the miracles, the signs and wonders. And now they mess up again. And now they're hiding. They're hiding from their enemy. And probably that sounds familiar to a typical situation that you're facing in life. Are you hiding from your enemy? And are you tired of the current back and forth? The current roller coaster spiritual life, the ups and downs, you know, the constant mountain highs and very low valley lows. You know, are you tired of those circumstances? Are you tired of running from the enemy and running and hiding from circumstances that life throws you? In Judges chapter, same chapter, verses 7 through 10, it says this, When Israel has cried out to the Lord because of the Midians, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord said, the God of Israel says, I brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians, and I delivered you from the hand of your all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I say to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. Simple. The reason why we're always running from our enemy is because we stop listening to God. Wow. The reason why we fall into these caves of desperation, these valleys of anxiety, is because we stop listening to God. Which brings me to my first point this morning. God is not death. God is not death. God speaks and God hears. The question is, are you death? Wow, come on. Are you deaf to the voice of God? Are you more attentive to the voice of the enemy that you're constantly running from the enemy? Or are you attentive to the voice of God that says, I will be with you. I have already delivered you from your previous uh, oppressors and I would do the same today. He hears our cry, but are we willing to hear his response? Amen, wow. Are we willing to hear his response? Because sometimes we cry out to God. The people of God cried out to God. Yeah. But were they willing to listen to his response? Sometimes the response that God gives is not the response that we want. Sometimes it's a slap in the face. Well, probably 99.9% of the time, it's a slap in the face. It's not to hurt us, but to bless us, to to show us the right way we should walk. Here he tells the Midianites to a prophet, the reason why you're like this is because you stop listening to me. I already did the miracles. I already brought you out of the land of Egypt. I already brought you out of your oppression. I already delivered you from drugs. I already delivered you from the from the darkness that you lived in. I already delivered you from depression. Why are you going back in? Why are you hiding in that cave? Come out and face your enemy because I've given you victory over your enemy. But the reason why we don't do this is because we don't hear the voice of God. God is speaking, but we can't hear him because we're so concerned with everything that is against us and everything that is facing us rather than everyone that's for us and everything that is for us because the Bible says that God for us who dare be against us. Us. Focus on the ones that are for you and forget about those who are against you. Focus on the things that God has put for you and stop focusing on the things that are against you. Remember this, your army stands behind you. Your army doesn't stand before you. You are the one who leads the path and God directs your steps. God is telling you today to rise up and take the authority in Christ Jesus and know your identity in Jesus so that you could take the next steps and overcome the medians in your life. Amen. Wow. Good. Many years ago, I preached to a youth group, right? Many of them are here today, actually. And I had a preaching called Pits. I don't know if you guys remember, there was a preaching called Pits. And I spoke about how life has different type of pits. There are those pits that the enemy digs up, right? And we fall into his strategies, into his plans, right? We fall into those pits. But there are also pits that we dig up 
and we fall into ourselves. Wow. Because we don't listen to the voice of God. Yeah. Because we don't follow direction. Israel dug up this own pit they fell into. The Bible says in the first verse that we read, they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord handed them over to the enemy. Wow. And we say, well, that's, a, that's mean of God. Why would God hand them over to the enemy? Because everything God does is with a purpose. Amen. He knew that the people will cry out to him and he knew he would lift up a deliverer, but he needed to them to recognize that they needed him. Amen. Probably today what you're facing is all because God needs you to remember you need him. Come on, come on. You need him. Yeah. Like the song says, I am nothing without you. Amen. Would you meet me in this place? Amen. I am nothing without you. Would you please meet me in this place? place. The enemy only comes to, for one thing, to kill, to rob, and destroy. John 10, 10 says that. Jesus said the enemy comes to kill, to rob, and destroy, but I have come to give life and life more abundantly. Amen. In the verses that we skipped, because we read verse 1 and 2, and then we jumped to verse 7, there's a couple of verses between 3 to 6 that are very, very important in this story. Look what it says in verse 3. It says, Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, the Amicalites, and other eastern people invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It, is impo it was impossible to count them or their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Medians so impoverished the Israelites, they cried out to the Lord for help. What was the purpose of the Midianites? It was to kill, to rob, and destroy. Yeah. The Bible says that they will come up for just to destroy Israel's livelihood. Yeah. Probably this morning you're facing a situation in life that all you do, that all you see is destroying mm -hmm. your livelihood. Mm -hmm. Every time you plant something, the enemy comes and robs it. Wow. Every time you sow a seed, the enemy comes and, and, and digs it up. Yeah. What's the problem? Come on. When is the enemy going to know who you are? When is the enemy going to recognize the God that stands with you? Whoa. When is the enemy going to recognize the presence of God that is for you? Yeah. When you recognize the God that is for you, yeah. when you recognize wow. the presence that God is wow. with you, when you recognize wow. your authority in Jesus Christ, that's when the enemy is going to say, yeah. I understand. Amen. Yeah. Wow. The enemy always comes at a specific time. If you realize it's not when you're strong, it's always when you're weak. Wow. Wow. And let me tell you something. When you're weak is when you think you're strong. Wow. Yep. It's the total opposite. When you think you're strong, you are weak. Yeah. But when you are weak, you are strong. Wow. Yeah. Because the Bible says in your weaknesses, God is made strong. Because if you realize when you're weak, who do you seek? You seek God. Amen. But when you feel strong, who do you seek? You seek yourself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You seek your own things. Oh, I could do this. I don't got to read the Bible. I don't got to pray. I don't got to spend time with God. God's with me. I already saw him yesterday. I saw them do the miracles this morning. Why spend more time in his presence? Because you need his presence. Because we need his presence. Without his presence, we are nothing. Moses knew that in order to deliver the people out of Egypt, he needed someone to be with him. Amen. And it was Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jaffa. It was God Almighty. It was him that he needed. That's why God says, certainly my presence will go with you. Amen. My presence will go with you. Sometimes we're fighting because we want to fight. God, there's battles that you're not called to fight. There's battles that you need to say, God, fight it for me. God, take it from me. I need victory and you got that victory. But then there's battles that you do need to fight. You need to put on your boxing spiritual gloves and say, Satan, it's time for a match. That's good. The enemy always comes to kill, to rob, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give life and life in abundance. Amen. 
He is your coach on the corner telling you, come on, you got this. Come on, you got this. Come on. I didn't create you for weakness. I didn't create you That's to lose. Right. I didn't create you to be defeated. I created you to be on top. I created you to overcome. Right. And life, you know what? You might say, well, well, that's not how I feel. Okay, surrender to him today. Amen. Every person in the ring does not feel like a victor without a coach that tells them they're a victor. Yes. Amen. How do you go from being a powerful nation which belongs to God, who God himself said, you are my possession. I will give you land that flows with honey and milk. I will show you signs and wonders beyond your wildest imagination. I will deliver you from the hand of Pharaoh with my mighty strong hand. Amen. To now becoming a nation that hides in mountain cliffs, in caves, and in strongholds because your enemy comes to destroy your livelihood. Wow. Judges chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 says, The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak of Ophrah that belonged to jo jo Joash the Abuserite. I don't know, these names are weird. When Gideon, when he's, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said this. I want you to focus on this because this is the, this is the key part of the message. The Lord is with you. Mm. Mm. Mighty warrior. Amen. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Brings me to point number two, and one of my last points of the message. Even in your hiding, God will show up. Wow. Even in your hiding, God will show up. His love for us is greater than the plunder of our enemy. His love is greater than any circumstance that we may be facing. His love is greater than anything we have done today or will do tomorrow. His love is unconditional. Wow. Amen. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Mighty? Did you just read a couple verses before? Gideon was hiding in the wine press, threshing wheat. You don't thresh wheat in a wine press. You do wine in a wine press, but you don't thresh wheat in a wine press. What was Gideon doing? He was hiding from his enemy. He was trying to keep his livelihood protected. So he's like, I'm going to hide in here. Probably you're doing the same thing today. You're hiding in the wrong place. You're yeah. doing what God has called you to do, but you're hiding Come from on. your enemy. When are you going to stand out? You are mighty, but yet Gideon's like, mighty? Uh, probably mighty coward, <laughs> but not mighty man of God. Not mighty but man of valor. But the key there is this. God said, the Lord is with you, comma. Yes. We're going to do a series on commas and ands in the Bible. Comma, mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you. Let's pause there for a minute. Because sometimes when we read the Bible or we read period, we skip commas. I suck at grammar. I'm the first one to admit it. I am horrible with grammar. I write things, run on sentences, make no sense with my conjunctions. I, I just, I type, I write good, but not grammatically correct. Mm, but on. the Bible says this, the Lord is with you, comma. Wherever there's a comma, there's always a pause. Yes. Yeah. There's like, a, like an instant pause, like, Arr! The Lord is with you. Sometimes we read the Bible, the Lord is with you, mighty man of war, mighty man of valor, and we only think about the mighty man of valor. No, the Lord is with you. Pause right there. You might be hiding in a cave today. Mm. You might be hiding in a mountain cliff. You might feel like you're never going to get to the top of the mountain. And you might think that the, only God meets you at the top. No, 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 no. God meets you in the valley. God meets you in the cliff. God meets you in the cave. God meets you on the top. God meets you wherever you let him meet you. Wow. Come on. And, and 
the Lord is with you. You know, I love um, Gideon because um, he reminds me of me. And probably you identify yourself with him too. Because in verse 13 to 16, it says, uh, forgive me, Lord, pardon me, my Lord. Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has this all happened to us? Does that sound familiar? Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm sorry, Pastor Eric. It sounds great. The Lord, but, but, but if, wait, 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 if the Lord is with me, why is he letting me go through this? Why has he allowed these circumstances in my life? Why has he allowed me to hide in these caves, in these cliffs? Why? He continues to say, where are all our, his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? Mm -hmm. But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hands of the Midians. Probably you were not raised at church, but there was somebody in your life that always reminded you about God. And you always, they always tell you the stories of the things that God did in their life, the testimony, God healed this person, God delivered this, God provided this. And you hear these stories and they sound great, but they might not be relevant to your life today because you say, well, where is God? Where is he? He did it with them, but, but if the Lord is with me, why is he allowing this to happen in my life? That's what Gideon was saying. And the Lord turned to him and said, I love because God always hears you, but he gives you a response. Yeah, right. And the response he might give you might not be the response you are asking for yeah. or you want, because he's always going to give you a better response than what you expect. Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midian's hand. Mm -hmm. Am I not sending you? Wow. Am I not sending you? Turn that am I not, turn it to I am is sending you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Am I not sending you? He goes on to say, pardon me, my Lord, forgive me for being such an idiot. <laughs> you know, let me put my little emphasis there. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manassas and I am the least of my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you Amen. and you will strike down all the Midianites, living, leaving none alive. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up for a minute. Gideon was like, you call me strong, but I am weak. You call me brave, but I am afraid. You call me mighty, but <laughs> I'm a coward. You say go, but I have seen my enemy. Yeah. Gideon's like, come on, God, let's be real. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and uh, it's interesting because we we're talking about faith. And they told me, yeah, faith is this, but this is reality. Like if faith couldn't go into reality. Mm. Like if reality overcame faith. Wow. Jesus said you walk by faith, but not by sight. Amen. So sometimes we let reality eat our faith. Yeah. Sometimes we let reality govern our faith. Mm. Here God is saying, I know your enemy. Guess what? I let them take over you. But who's greater? The one who allowed it. The same one who allowed it, the same one will bring you out. Come on. And that's why he told them, I know who you are. You might think that you're weak. You might think that you're, you're afraid. You might think that nothing is, is possible for me, but I'm God. Amen. Last point. God calls you out of your hiding place, not by how, he, how you see yourself, but by how he created you to be. Amen. Amen. 
Gideon saw himself as the least of his clan, the least of his house, the weakest of all. And God says, mighty man of valor. Mighty man of valor. Go in your strength. Sometimes we don't think that we have strength, but God says, you got some. And if you were just to listen to my voice today and accept the calling, the strength you have, I will multiply it. What you thought you couldn't overcome, I've already given you the strength. It's hiding in you. You just need to bring it out. You just need to even dig deeper and let my spirit bring it out. Let my spirit and my presence do the work that I have sent for it to be accomplished in your life. You might think the enemy is stronger and outnumbered than all you have, but I am with you. And if I am with you, there is no enemy that could stand against you. That's right. Caves are meant to hide, not to thrive. Wow. So why are you hiding in them? Mm. Why are you hiding like, like Gideon in a wine press, threshing your wheat, trying to hustle, do your hustle, but you're afraid you're hiding from the enemy because you think that the enemy is going to come and rob you of the little things that you have. Why are you hiding in the place where God has called you to step out in victory and God has called you to step into the land that flows with honey and milk? And my, that might sound weird and stuff, but that's basically saying God has called you to something better, something Amen. bigger, something more amazing. And you might say, you know, it might not happen tomorrow, but if you take the first step of today and say, God is with me, the yeah. enemy starts shaking because he realizes that you're recognizing your authority in Jesus. You're recognizing your, 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 your identity in Jesus Christ. I wrote this in my notes. Jesus did not die on a cross so his church will hide in a cave with the power that overcame death. Jesus did not die on a cross so that his church will hide in a mountain cliff with the power that overcomes sin. Jesus did not die on a cross so that his church will let the strongholds of the world plunder their lives when they have the living spirit of God that breaks all yokes and strongholds in his name. God was reminding Gideon, you might see yourself like this, but that's not how you are. Sometimes you see yourself based on your circumstances or the mistakes you've made, but because you did it doesn't mean you are that person. Yeah. Yeah. You may have screwed up, probably you feel jacked up, but that's, that's just it. That doesn't mean that you are screwed up and that doesn't mean you are jacked up. Yeah. When God sees you, he sees you through the blood of Jesus. He sees you through the eyes of Christ that says, you might be weak, but I am strong in you. You might, be, you might feel like you're defeated, but I have given you victory in Jesus' name. God was reminding him of how he sees him, not by the circumstances or the situations that Gideon was facing. Your identity is the main thing the enemy will always strike. The enemy will always try to attack your identity because he knows that if he attacks your identity and he makes you forget who you are, he makes you forget who you're from, he makes you forget who you belong to, he has overcome your life. Gideon was like, if God is with me, then where is the God of my ancestors that said all these things? He had forgotten already who his God was. He had forgotten the promises that God had given the people of Israel. And sometimes life does that to you. Oppression makes you forget what you were promised. Mm. Oppression becomes your promise. And you think that that's what you were promised. Pain, suffering, guilt, shame. And that's not what God says in his word. God says, therefore, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. The Bible says, oh, the things of the past are gone. New things have come. Amen. You are a new creation in Christ. Amen. That happens when you give your life to Christ. That happens when you surrender your life to Jesus. Yes. It just doesn't happen to happen. It happens. You take the first step and say, Jesus, I need you. But even as a Christian, probably you've been walking with Christ for a while and you feel like oppression has become your promise. You feel like shame and guilt has become what you have been created for. You need to break out yeah. 
And you need to be reminded today, God meets you on the mountain. God meets you in that mountain cliff. God meets you in the cave. God meets you in the stronghold. Wherever you're at, all you need is to say, would you come here? The angel of the Lord said, the Lord is with you, comma, mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you. If there's anything you remember today is remember that the Lord is with you. Say with me, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. God gave Gideon the same promises he gave Moses. I will be with you. Amen. And if you read verse 16 that we read, the Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Later on in, ver- in chapter 8 of Judges, we won't get into that, but later on chapter 8 of Judges, you see that God delivered all the Midianites into Gideon's hand. But the beautiful story about Gideon is that um, he defeated everyone with 300 people. Mm-hmm. An army of thousands defeated by 300. Wow. An army of thousands with more power, with more ammunition, with more strength defeated by 300. Because numbers don't make... God is into numbers and he's not into numbers God does with one as he could do with a thousand all he needs is the faith your faith multiplies your army your faith increases your army your faith defeats your enemy when you allow God to work in your life when you allow God to enter what caves are you hiding in today what cliffs are you laying on because you're afraid that the enemy is going to come and destroy your livelihood? What strongholds have you fled to in fear of losing your own life? Let God meet you in your hiding place. Let God remind you of who you are and stop believing what the enemy has told you. Let God remind you today that his presence is all you need. His presence is all you need. Amen. A mountain is not impossible. A mountain has purpose. Mm. Your cliff is not impossible. It has purpose. Your cave is not impossible. It has purpose. But as it has purpose, where you're at today is not eternal. It's temporary. Get out. Trust God. Ask him, meet me in this place. Meet me in this place. I want to pray as we close today. I know what it feels to be in highs and lows. I know what it feels to be in caves, in strongholds, in mountain cliffs. But I also know what it is to know that God meets you there. Mm-hmm. Not once has God left me on a cave by myself. Amen. Not one has, once has God left me in a mountain cliff by myself. He always shows up. Amen. Now, I got myself in the cave. Yeah. I'm honest. I got myself in the cliff. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to God. God said, go this way. I went this way. Yeah. God said, don't do this. I did that. Yeah. I just didn't listen. I was stubborn. Many times we're like that. We're, we're very, very stubborn. Yeah. Stubbornness is idolatry. You worship your own self. You trust you more than you trust God. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about our God is that even with your mistakes and all your errors and all your screw-ups and ups and downs, He meets you. And he says, come on, mighty man of valor, mighty woman of valor. Come on, I'm with you. I'm with you. Come on, go in your strength. Go in your strength. The little strength you think you have, I will multiply it. Just know this, I will be with you. I will be with you.
I feel like the theme of this whole entire mountain or valley series is God telling us my presence is the most important thing. Yes. My presence is the most important thing. You could have strategies, you could have plans, you could have so many things put together. And you could have the biggest, most creative brain in the world, but without my presence, yes. you won't accomplish anything. My presence is everything. My presence is everything. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this morning. I pray, Lord, for everyone in this place and those who are watching, God. Help us, Father God. Meet us in our cliff. Meet us, Father God, in that place that we're hiding, Father God. And bring us out, reminding us, Lord, that you are with us. Even when we feel like you're so far away, you are with us. Even when we feel like you've abandoned us, you are with us. Remind us, Lord, that we are not who we see ourselves to be or we think we are to be because of the circumstances that we're facing. But we are the people that you created us to be. We are mighty in you. We are strong in you. Even when we feel weak, we are strong in you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, help us mute the voice of the enemy and help us open our ears to your voice so that we would not fall into these cliffs, fall into these strongholds, nor go back into these caves, Father God, but that we will, Lord, continue to walk up the mountain, knowing, Lord, that it's not the top that you meet us. You meet us every step of the way. You meet us even in the darkest places. You meet us even in the places that we are filled with shame and guilt. You meet us there, God. Amen. Because there's nothing that could separate us from the love of Jesus. Amen. So, Lord, I pray that this morning, God, let grace be released. Let peace be released. Let love be released. Restore hearts. Restore minds. Restore the spirit of so many people, Father God. I pray that everyone who listens to this message will be blessed, encouraged, but also, Lord, challenged to ask you to meet them in their place, Father God, in their hiding place. Hallelujah. There's a difference between secret place and hiding place. Let me, let me explain that for a moment, because sometimes we think that the desert's meant for us. Mm. Wilderness is for a period. Jesus went to the wilderness for 40 days, but it wasn't to hide. It was to fight. Jesus didn't go to the wilderness to flee from the enemy. It was to confront the enemy. Jesus went to the wilderness to be strengthened, not to feel weak. Sometimes we use this as an excuse, oh, I'm in my wilderness. Okay, you might be in a wilderness, but what are you doing with it? Are you confronting your enemy? Are you being strengthened in God? Or are you just using that as an excuse? Your wilderness now becomes your hiding place rather than your secret place. God calls you into the secret because he wants to reveal his secrets to you. God calls you into the secret because he wants to do greater things with you. God calls you into the secret because he needs you to focus on him and not on the things outside. God calls you to the secret because he, the plans he has for you are plans more greater than the things that you think that he could do with your life. But he needs you in the secret so he could mold you in the secret and then display you in the world his glory. Amen. That's what he did with Jesus. He worked with him in the secret, in the wilderness. Yeah. And every time Satan will come and fight, Jesus became stronger and stronger. That's why three years of ministry were the most successful ministry here on earth were Jesus Christ. But he had 40 days in the wilderness. 40 days. Don't use your wilderness as a hiding place. Use Use your wilderness as your fighting campground. Probably this morning you're watching and you're like, man, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to get back with him. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day. I went to the barber. Um, and I, I, when I finished cutting my hair, I, I met this, this other barber there. And I loved it because we were talking, you know, he told me that he, you know, he was going through things. He had fallen from his faith. Now he's getting back up. And I told him, you're doing the right thing. You're getting back up. Yeah. Some things we're so focused on where we fell. Mm-hmm. 
rather than where God wants to take us. Mm. Everyone falls. Yeah. Everyone. There's no perfect person. No, yeah, there's no perfect person. Whoever tells you they're perfect, run from them because they're liars. There's no perfect person. There's no one that could tell you, my walk with Jesus is perfect. Nah, fake. Now, truth would be, my walk with Jesus is imperfect. Because I'm constantly struggling. I'm constantly battling. But even though I'm struggling and battling, I'm constantly moving forward. I may have fallen, but I get back up. The righteous may fall seven times, but seven times they get back up. They get back up. So probably today you feel like that. I was talking to this person and he was telling me that and I was like, I'm happy that you're doing, you're getting back up. Don't worry. What was done was done. The enemy will always use that as ammunition to try to bring you down. But as long as you know who you are in Jesus, you won't hide in your wine press anymore. You'll go and confront the enemy and now you say, hey, not today, Satan, not today. God is for me and if God for me, who dare be Amen. against me? That's right. Greater is he that is with me than he that is against me. Amen. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Amen. Probably you want to return to Jesus. That's my prayer today. I hope that you do. Would you make this prayer with me and say, Jesus, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. I want to get back up. I've fallen, but I want to get back up. I love what he told me, you know. I walked away and I always knew there was something always telling me, you know, like, don't do it, don't do it. And I was also Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, you know what? God doesn't abide in sin, but God doesn't, doesn't leave you. He's always there. He's watching over you and he's, and he's reminding you, son, come, come. I love you. I love you. Your sin, your sin is sin. I know that, but, but grace is available. Your sin is ugly, I know that, but, but my forgiveness is greater. Your mistakes, yeah, they have consequences. I offer grace, and grace is greater. Would you say this prayer with me? Jesus, I give you my life today. I recognize that your presence is all I need. Would you come into my heart? Forgive me of the mess I've made. Restore my life and get me back on track. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you did that prayer this morning, I encourage you, send us a message. Wherever you're watching, send us a message. You could email us info at Church Ignite. You go on our website and send us a contact message there. Whatever way, send us a message. We want to know. Or come and join us on socials. Thursdays, we're going to be in socials. Come and join us. Go on our website. Find a way to connect with us. We have in Hialeah Gardens, in Hialeah and Miramar. I mean, in Miami Lakes and Miramar. Come and join us. Let's do life together. Life wasn't meant to be done by yourself. Life was meant to be done together. Amen. And together we are stronger. Yeah. So I encourage you, join our socials. I think that God is, is, is leading us to uh, a greater hope. You know, our, our mission, our vision is to spread the message of Jesus like a wildfire. But you know, it's without circumstances of darkness, Hope cannot shine brighter. So sometimes they are important. And in those circumstances, we'll see that there is a beacon of hope always leading us towards Jesus Christ. Amen. If you have a prayer request, feel free to send us that. We will be praying for you. We believe that God listens and answers our prayers. We love you. Until next time, God bless you. Remember, the best is yet to come. Amen. At Ignite, we count it a blessing to engage each week with supporters just like you. If you were blessed by today's word, subscribe to our podcast and share it with someone you know. 
We believe in spreading the message of Jesus like a wildfire. Thank you for your support and be sure to check us out on any of our social media platforms at Church Ignite. Until next time, be blessed and remember the best is yet to come.